We are back here with another podcast here with our Women in Sports Wednesdays, something that we've been able to do here for the last couple months to help our um, listeners engage with how women have been able to get into sports as well as just powerful women um, in, in general. So we have Kelly Ross here. Kelly, how's everything going today? It's great, Victor. How about you? Everything's going well. And, uh, you know, before we kind of get into the, the questions we have here, like you work for the Pittsburgh Pirates under uh, kind of the HR department. Can you kind of disclose of like what you do on an everyday basis for our listeners? Yeah. So my official title is Manager of Employer Brand Strategy and Communications. That's kind of a mouthful, but so is what a day to day is like for me. So I wear a couple of different hats here, but if we're looking at my job title, there's two components. So employer brand and communications. Under employer brand, that is everything that is related to that brand that the front office of the Pittsburgh Pirates gives off. Because, you know, when you think about the traditional brand of the Pittsburgh Pirates, you're thinking of the team, you're thinking about the win-loss record. But when you want to hire people and retain people, that's the employer brand. So whether it's, you know, our recruitment strategy or what it is that we're posting on LinkedIn as an example, training and development for our internal staff, new hire orientation, I'm giving you a mouthful right now. But all of those are essentially something that I oversee and have my hands in to make sure that we are enhancing that employer brand. Then anything related to people and culture communications. So employees need to have information and that can be coming from the top down. So I am responsible for just drafting that communication, making sure that our internal website is updated. I manage that and just giving our people what they need to know. Definitely a mouthful, a lot of different you know hats, like you said, uh, that you're able to do as well as communication is so important, especially on the sports side, like you said, with you know, the Pirates, obviously, an organization, there's a lot of different departments there and being able to enhance, um, you know, employee, employees to, to do well, as well as find those talented uh, people either on the ticket sales side where I work in or, like you said, on the marketing um, and just making sure that they're obviously at a high level and representing the, the Pirates brand there. But obviously, you didn't start there right at the beginning. Uh, what kind of sports did you play when you were younger um, that ultimately kind of made it? seemed like sports could be an option for you? So I played soccer when I was younger. Then um, for some reason, I just kind of grew out of that because I realized I was just a fast runner and decided to go into track. Then I was a cheerleader my senior year because I just, I guess, wanted time off from that intense track conditioning schedule. And then I realized cheerleading was 10 times harder and we went to nationals. So no, like traditional, I, I wasn't a softball player or anything like that, but I always loved baseball. And when I realized, yeah, you can actually work in the front office for a baseball team, that was my dream job. So I was never really sure what I wanted to do in it, but I think certainly being an athlete when I was younger helped a lot with the teamwork and just kind of realizing that was where I wanted to go. And you're spot on there. Athlete being competitive, I'm sure also paid, played a factor uh, for track and field. Like what kind of I guess they have different kind of events. Like did you do mm -hmm. the, the I don't know, 100 meter or what kind yeah, of. Yeah, I was a sprinter. Don't ever make me run a distance race again. I tried a half marathon once, hated it. I appreciate people that do it. But I was in um, states multiple times for the 100-meter dash, the 200-meter dash, and then I would do the 4 by one relay. So I just liked it to be quick, 
<laughs> I see it's weird because I'm more of a distance runner because I like to for me I'm not as fast right off the the jump and I feel like yeah. it's, it's tough to kind of you know track and field then you go across country where there are two different things and people like you said tend to look at it like oh like you if you run you can do either long distance or short distance but mm-hmm. you know you kind of have to figure out exactly what you want to do and and you know kind of maximizing that and being able to travel yep. if you did. Um, I respect uh, you for that yeah. for sure because it's a mental toughness thing. I feel like when I start running, even if it's a 5K, my internal just voice is awful. It's like, I hate this, stop, you know, walk. So respect you for it. <laughs> yeah, I I did a 5K and I think I felt the same way. It was raining, like <laughs> the worst kind of uh, situation ever. And I ended in like, I think my my uh, one of my shoes for whatever reason the shoelace was gone it, it oh, was gosh. awful um so i don't necessarily run too much on distance i usually yeah. I just do the treadmill because then i can stop whenever i want it's not like i have exactly. to get back home right um so it's kind of cool to to see that you know you were able to to look at that and then see it as an opportunity to, to work in sports yeah um, from there and you went to Western or West Virginia University. Like, did that kind of play a factor when it came to working in sports or was that ultimately like a step to the the next, um, I guess, journey of your uh, journey in the sports career? Um, well, what's interesting about, you know, I went to West Virginia University because my dad went to uh, the University of Pittsburgh. So they are rivals. And I just kind of always liked the opposite of what he did. It, it makes me sound like a horrible daughter, but I promise I'm not. So when he took me out there as a tour, I fell in love with the school and I had wanted to be an athletic trainer initially. And West Virginia University had a great athletic training slash sports medicine program. Well, um, you know, went to WVU, went into pre-sports medicine, I forget what it was called, pre-athletic training, kind of had priorities elsewhere and didn't really want to move forward with it. But I really liked writing and I had my own own sports blog where I would just kind of post things about different teams, athletes, like trying not to be super biased and, um, you know, decided to change my major to communication studies and sports communication because I figured, why not? Let's try and capitalize on my strengths and just go from there. Still had no idea what I wanted to do, but WVU definitely helped me just realize what those strengths were. Um, I didn't capitalize too much on getting an internship in sports or, you know, I just like I said, my priorities were elsewhere and I wish I could go back in time and change that. But I feel that I still went down a good path and here I am now. So it was good. I feel like we all can say that we look back and we're like, man, I wish I knew things that we knew now, like even five years, 10 years down the line, like for sports, at least I'm sure we can all agree. It's like, man, I feel like if I was now to to start, you know, hockey again or, or soccer, like I feel like it could be in the World Cup if I if they, you know, just moved me down to 10 years old. And then what I know now, like, I feel like I'd have a better, exactly. right, better, better concept of, of how it works. And like you said, having a sports blog and being able to not be biased, that's like the hardest thing. A lot of people are biased, me included. I'm always saying, oh, this player is way better than someone else. And yeah, I, like, can you kind of talk about like your sports blog and how that kind of came into, um, you know, helping you in a way too of being able to get your communications um, you know, out there to the public? Yeah. So um, I don't know why I'm admitting this as I'm sitting in my office at the Pittsburgh Pirates, but I was a Phillies fan my entire life. And I mean, I'm always going to have that loyalty to Philadelphia sports teams, 
But that was my thing. Like, if you knew me, you knew I was going to bring up Philadelphia sports. So when I was, I'm trying to remember who it was that told me this. Maybe it was my dad. But he was trying to explain to me, you know, you you don't want to have that bias when you're trying to get into sports because it may not be the Phillies that give you a job offer. And he was exactly right. Um, So using that sports blog really helped me be able to read everything that I wrote, look at it from the lens of someone else, not just me, and try to remove those like Philly colored glasses because that was all I wanted to write about. But it gave me the opportunity to stretch and learn how to do something different and also write in a voice of a different person who wasn't a Philadelphia sports fan. So um, it was really, really good exposure. And I did have a pretty good following on that back in the day. So it was just good for me to be comfortable being uncomfortable by putting my stuff out there, getting feedback. Some of it wasn't the best. So it was just it was a good learning experience. And I feel like that's what it comes down to is getting those learning experiences. And like you said, like we can all agree on social media, there's never going to be everything's not going to be all positive. There's always feedback of people who, you know, a lot of these people, though, tend to be the people who don't do anything in general and they just have a lot of free time. Right. It's, it's how I, I look at it to, to make it yeah. a little bit different. Right. But, you know, going from uh, being a Phillies fan, like Philadelphia is is always a team that everyone looks at. And I mean, I was a Phillies fan too, in a way, uh, back in, I think it was Rawlings was uh, one of the players. I'm probably butchering his name, but I remember him. I think it was Jimmy like Rollins. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep. I think it was like 2008, correct? Yes. Was that kind of when they had their. That was role? when they won the World Series. So, yep. Okay. Because that's where I was like, man, this is the team to, to be. Now they have uh, uh, Bryce Harper, I believe. And. Yep. Um, all these other players and so it's cool to, to see that you're you know kind of put away of like hey, if Phillies don't you know give me an opportunity that doesn't mean you know it's the end of, end of the world there and you know you then went on to to go to uh, get your master's degree at, at Georgetown University was that um, kind of always a step in the next direction of you know pushing your communications degree to the next level it wasn't Um, I actually experienced a very big setback in life that just kind of gave me the opportunity to pause and think about what I wanted to do next. So getting my master's was just what I wanted to do because I like to learn. It was no means kind of what I used as a step to get to that next level. It was just something I wanted to do because I genuinely enjoyed learning. Um, Georgetown has a wonderful sports management program. If there is anyone listening to this who is looking to get their master's and expand their education, I would definitely recommend that. But it's not required to work in sports by any means. But the funny thing about, you know, being a Phillies fan, but the Phillies not being the team that gave me a job offer, they were the team that told me to apply to the Pittsburgh Pirates. So while I was at Georgetown, I had to work on a capstone project and I could pick any issue in sports that I wanted. So I chose failing attendance in Major League Baseball and came up with a a recommended ticketing solution, focusing on the Philadelphia Phillies as an example. So I worked with people that were in the front office there just to try to get a pulse of how they sell, you know, what the ticketing plans were, and came up with this whole idea using them to help me with that. So, um... I had found out that they had a career in sports night one night. So I drove out to Philadelphia. I was living in Harrisburg at the time. So drove out there by myself, went to this event, got to go to the game. 
met a guy who I now consider a mentor and a friend who gave me his business card, helped me a lot with my capstone and said, you should apply for this job at the Pirates. And here I am. So it was awesome. That's a crazy like full circle, but to know like you know, in sports, it's always about taking chances, right? And, and you yeah. being able to uh, look at that. And uh, ironically, I did not think that it was going to go that direction of, you know, working yeah. and kind of with the Phillies in a way of trying to, you know, complete um, your master's degree and, and do that capstone. Um, but also being able to like network too. Like, can you talk to, you know, our listeners about like networking and how like ultimately it's helped you to um, when it comes to like progressing and I mean, honestly, like having those ideas come up as well? Yes, absolutely. So I think anyone is going to tell you whether they're in sports or not, that networking is key. And while I do agree with that advice, I think it's how you network. There are a lot of people who, you know, we get a ton of messages on LinkedIn every day saying, I want to work for the Pirates. I want to work in sports. And that's great. I want people to do that, too, because I had that dream and was in their shoes at one point. But I really like people that have this kind of executive presence to them. They know how to communicate to a variety of different people. They're comfortable with reaching out to someone who's maybe in a director, senior director, or above position and saying, I really admire your career path. I want to learn how you did it, like what it is that you needed to do in order to be successful without necessarily needing that personal gain, because it shows that you care about that person. You know, you are asking them how they got to be successful and you're saying that you admire that work that they put in. So it really is just about how you network. Like I went to that career in sports night by myself. I wasn't sitting there hoping that someone would invite me to that or hoping that someone would join me. I went out there by myself. I tried to separate myself from the rest of the group and say, well, I'm not a college student anymore. I'm a master's student that I, that works full-time while going to school full-time. This is how I'm going to make an impact on the organization. So think about how you network and think about how it is that you are going to set yourself apart from the thousands of other people that are saying the same thing and getting that same advice that you need to network. I, I totally agree with that. Like That's something I've had to kind of look at too. While in college, I feel like networking was where you know, you're constantly trying to reach out to as many people as possible. Yeah. And then when it was my senior year, that's when I realized, like, you have to realize and be strategic on who you reach out to, because as we know, time is the most valuable thing. And so if you're spending time in the wrong area of reaching out to people and people aren't getting back to you, um, you're going to have to find some way to obviously separate yourself. And that's kind of what we do here with the, the podcast. We're trying to give you know, all of our listeners an idea of what sports looks like in any capacity um, yeah. on the communication side, as well as, you know, ticket sales, uh, marketing, um, a lot of other positions that I'm just realizing are, you know, available to people who uh, want to put themselves forward and uh, kind of leads into the, the next topic here, the clubhouse, you're a mentor there. Like, how did that kind of come about? Um, what do you do on, on the clubhouse and how has that ultimately helped you as well? So I stumbled across the clubhouse. I believe it was a LinkedIn post that I saw. And, you know, I follow a ton of people that are in the Major League Baseball industry and saw someone from MLB that was a mentor there. So was kind of going through the website, seeing who was on there, you know, what it is that they do. And I really liked that because 
I was in their shoes at one point as someone who just wanted to work in sports so bad, reached out to people, didn't hear anything, got discouraged. So now that I have, you know, accomplished or checked the box of getting that dream job, I want to be that person that takes the time out of my day to help others in doing the same. So I reached out to the person that's behind the clubhouse to ask if I could put put in an application to be a mentor. They said yes. And essentially, if you have a clubhouse membership, it's a pro membership, I believe it's $7 a month, $9 a month. I don't want to, don't quote me on that. Look at the clubhouse website, but you can book calls with any mentor that you can choose in any league, in professional sports, minor league sports, anything. And it's wonderful. I have calls pretty much every week with someone who is a student, maybe doing an assignment or just wants to work in sports and network. And it's great. You meet a lot of different people. You get to help them and hopefully build a talent pipeline of people that want to work for the Pirates, which is great. That's a great way to look at it as like a pipeline to, to potential yeah. a candidate. I never kind of looked at it like that, but it makes total sense, right? Where you know, you're also potentially these could be employees that you know come on with the, the team or like you said, the pipeline of knowing, hey, maybe you know someone that you know, they're looking somewhere East Coast or, you know, the yes. West Coast, like wherever the, the case is. I mean, I'm sure that's helped. Has there been like any opportunities? I know I'm a big the clubhouse person as well. That's where I started kind of networking. That's kind of where I you know reached out and was able to, to you know reach out to professionals uh, such as, you know, a lot of my mentors. Uh, mm -hmm. Has there like have you made any done any blogs at all? I know they have like kind of a blog um, option as well of like I think it's kind of like similar to Teamwork Online with just newsletters. Has there been anything that you've been able to to publish there, or has that been something that you've been interested in doing as well? Yes, absolutely. So I've only done one blog post on there, but um, I wrote something called "Following Your Compass: Your Path to Sports." So I'm probably going to sound cheesy when I say this, but, you know, I'm a Pittsburgh Pirate. So I need to follow a compass in order to get to a North Star, the direction I want to head, right? So I essentially wrote out what my compass was. So what the values and behaviors were that I did in order to get to that North Star, which was working in professional baseball. So, yeah, it's called Following Your Compass, Your Path to Sports. I was super excited when I saw the clubhouse had that option of writing a blog post because that's my thing. I like writing. I like communication. So, yeah, it, it was awesome. And hopefully I can write some more stuff when I think about some content. That's what I, I find fascinating is being able to read those blog posts. I've read a, a ton yeah. each week just because they're they're constantly coming out with, you know, for me, it's ticket sales and service, but it's also interesting to hear on the communication side, the marketing side, like what are some new trends that are happening that, you know, each year, I think we all realize in sports things change, like we say, on a dime. Mm -hmm. So that you have to kind of pivot in a way um, and, you know, being able to, to write a, a blog and and thinking of ideas to, to help others is very important for um, us, you know, me being very new to the, the sports industry and um, kind of going on to the, the mentorship there. You're also a mentor for uh, Empowered. Um, how, is, how did that kind of come about? Uh, what does that look like on an everyday basis? And has that been a, a similar kind of outcome for the clubhouse as well? Yeah, I mean, Empowered had actually reached out to me to talk about partnering with the Pittsburgh Pirates to see if we wanted to utilize them for any mentorship opportunities. And I said, absolutely. So 
Um, I let them know that I was a mentor for the clubhouse and I would be more than willing to be a mentor through them as well so that I can help anyone who's currently in their pipeline and also partner with them so that we can use our women's ERG, which we call Fair Play, um, and help mentor and just advance the women within our organization. So, um, you know, it was just kind of like a an, an organic introduction really to Empowered, but I love it. I have one, one mentor through there now, and we've met a couple of times so far, and it's really been great to see her grow and just be able to take advice that I've shared with her, and it, it's just been great. So I love being a mentor for both places. And can you kind of talk about, like, obviously with women being in sports, it's something that uh, being a, a male myself, we tend to overlook of how hard it is for you guys to, to get opportunities. Um, like, has that really, like you said, helped in general kind of break the, I guess, sing, uh, the kind of like the, I would say, like, block of women trying to get in sports it seems to be still hard for a lot of women. But I know they have that as well as like WISE is a, a great opportunity for women to be able to, you know, network with other women in the sports industry. Uh, how have you kind of seen, I guess, the industry change um, when it comes to, to women being able to get opportunities in sports? Well, there's certainly been a shift. I know there's a lot of very powerful females in executive and leadership positions, which is great. And I, fortunately, I'm surrounded by a ton of great men at the Pirates that are very supportive. And you would never even think of your gender or, or expression within that meeting that you're in. Um, I have been the only woman in a room or in the boardroom at times, but I've never felt any sort of microaggression or having things said that I've taken to offense. I mean, it's just been really great and supportive here. And I know there's a lot of work to be done in the league, in sports as a whole, but I think there's women that are just powerful trailblazers and are going to continue to pave the way for those that want to get into sports. And, you know, we just need allies. That's it. But it's been very, very supportive here. And we are working with a ton of great men, ton of great women at the Pirates. And it's just been great. So I love it. Yeah, the culture is obviously really important in sports. If you have the right culture, you're yeah. able to, to feel welcomed in. And you know, we have, I have a lot of coworkers, female, that they do a tremendous job. They help me personally of figuring out how to, you know, go about, a, you know, reaching out to a member or even, you know, trying to figure out like what I need to do to to help them as an individual um, in general. And so I, I totally agree with what you're saying on, on that as well as just, you know, the culture is so important nowadays to be mm -hmm. able to have a culture that's willing to do that. And the pirates being able to, to do that obviously speaks volumes. Um, you know, before we kind of switch over to our flash flash questions for the uh, podcast here, uh, your current role right now with, with the Pirates, like, has there been any kind of cool things that you've been able to kind of implement um, since you've been there with the Pirates? Yeah, there's been a lot. Like, there's a lot of projects I've been able to have my hands in and that I'm very proud of. Um, one thing I will say, just for anyone listening to this that wants to get into sports, there's a lot of stuff that you can do on the back end that you're not necessarily getting recognized for or having out there in the public, right? And that's kind of the nature of work in people and culture. We are doing a lot of back end stuff that people just don't know about, but they would notice if it wasn't there or not doing well. But one thing that I think I was very proud of, now this wasn't something I implemented like from the ground up, 
But think about a bring your child to work day. We have bring your bucko to work day, and I just tried to compare notes on what we've done in the past and how we can improve that. So this past season, so in 2023, I had a bring your bucko to work day where I was able to get Derek Shelton, our general manager involved. He came and did a little mock press conference with the kids. So they were asking him, you know, what's your favorite color? Of course, they were black and gold for the pirates. But, you know, they asked him a lot of cute questions. He was engaging with them. Um, we had just signed Brian Reynolds to a contract extension. So I had the kids make him cards that were just congratulating him. They were able to give him the cards. They were really excited about that. Um, you know, they got to watch a game in the suite, had a lot of candy, a lot of sugar. It was fun. The pierogies came up there, the parrots. So they were just having a good day. And there was just a lot of like little intimate details about the day that I helped put together. I had a lot of people behind me supporting that and just helping make things happen, which was great. So that's just something that I like to chalk up as a win. It was a good day. It was a lot of effort and planning, but it was good. And that's the cool part to see the finishing touches per se of it all kind of coming together. And yeah. um, you know, behind the scenes, like you said, there's a lot of things you guys do that me and ticket sales and service, we don't you know necessarily know how much you guys do on a day basis. So it's always good to be able to, to see and give that opportunity of, you know, these are plans that you guys are constantly thinking of throughout the season, um, as well as, you know, giving the, the opportunity for, you know, this season to, to have that is pretty cool. I can just imagine the questions that are being asked, I'm sure are pretty funny uh, yeah. from, from the, the kids and everything. But um, uh, before we kind of wrap up here, I have a flash, uh, flash Wednesdays, we'll call it this time. Uh, segment here and these are just questions to, to make our audience know a little bit more about you uh, the first question uh, since I saw the dog uh, picture behind you um, what's your your dog's name um, and what do you like to do on like an everyday basis when you have a day off so I have a dachshund pitbull mix named Roxy and I am not making that up like not making it up at all she has a pitbull head wiener dog body and she's my favorite. Like, if I'm not at the ballpark, I am probably walking Roxy or at a pure bar workout class. They are my absolute favorite. And I'm obsessed with tracking milestones in the app that they have. So those are probably the two things I'm doing. I'm a homebody. So I just like staying at home or just hanging out with my dog. But it's fun. <laughs> I I, just, I had to ask because I saw it. I was like, this is a perfect question. And Yes. Roxy's a, a great name. I, I like the resemblance uh, for, for both of them there and being able to, to work out as well as uh, is important. Uh, my other question, you're a Phillies fan. Uh, who is your favorite Phillies player of all time? I was a huge Chase Utley fan when I was younger. Loved Chase Utley when he went to the Dodgers. I was so sad, but loved him. Just still do. Like, I just love Chase Utley the best. He's a, he's an icon for sure. I remember when he went to the Dodgers and I think there was a play where nothing against him, but I think it was like second base or something like you mm -hmm. did he run into someone or something. And I know it was yeah. like the biggest, uh, was it the Mets were they playing by chance? I'm trying to think that of. That sounds right. Okay. Don't quote me. I don't remember the exact play or who it was, but yeah. Yeah. That's just, I, I uh, had him on MLB, the show, and he was always, like, really good. And so that's how yeah. I know him as well as, you know, Phillies uh, have always been an interesting team. I feel like Philly sports in general don't get enough credit for how many times they're in the playoffs. Just playoffs tend to be tough for 
a lot of teams, nothing yeah. against the, the Phillies. I know they've been, it's just, it stinks for, you know, sports when your teams um, are able to make the playoffs each year, but aren't able to, you know, you know, win it all, but next year Execute, could be the year. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so um, I guess my last question here is if you were able to travel anywhere in the world, you have the whole day, um, you can do anything, you can bring Roxy as well. Where would you go in the world and why? I would go back to Italy. I went to Italy for my 30th birthday this year for the first time, and it was amazing. Like it was transformative. I never used that word, but it was. And I was obviously without my dog because she can't fly in a plane that long, but I would bring her, just go back there because I loved it so much. The food was amazing. The sights were amazing. It was so relaxing. Like I just loved it. I've uh, I've been to Italy before. I went there to play violin, believe it or not. And I, I loved it. It's it's crazy. Were you oh guys were you able to go to the, like the Colosseum and everything? Or oh yeah, what? I was in Rome for three days, I believe. Cinque Terre was my favorite part of the entire trip. Um, I was in Romaggio as part of those five islands, but it was just mm-hmm. amazing. It's so different over there, and it's the best. It's cool to kind of disconnect and then see from and then come back. Obviously, to the United States and be like, man, like this is way different. But like. Yeah. I was always surprised about like their their buildings are really unique. It's something they're so never see, old. Right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're really old. Too. They're so <laughs> old, and you think about how new some of the buildings are here. And I mean, I say new; they're hundreds of years old, but still, it's wild. I just remember like they have a lot. They have they use their step system quite crazy. I know I was going yeah. down. And, like, it was like a mile and a half of steps. I'm like, I'm never going to do steps ever in my life. And now I have Yeah, to and you'll have it, like but... a suitcase with you and it's terrible. <laughs> it's like a narrow little street and you're carrying this huge suitcase up the stairs. <laughs> exactly. It's like you could basically make a movie out of what you're, you have to endure and yeah. go down. And then oh, yeah, going it's up, terrible. Going up's not worth it. And then I think the bus system there also is interesting too if it's during the week it's kind of like the most packed i think i've ever seen and then yeah. you're going down like a, a small hill that i would say probably is too narrow to, to go down yes and the bus drivers fly down it and yeah. like it's it's so scary but okay <laughs> yeah i mean they they obviously they probably have their driver's uh license is probably you know they're probably doing um trainings all the time at that point yeah, yeah they, they go around the corners and i'm holding on i'm like well we go i guess everyone else goes but still, exactly it's, like, it's exactly. not not ideal but uh before we wrap up the podcast we like to uh before we let our our hosts go here um what are some advice that you give to uh, individuals i know you've talked about a couple things as well as like women who are trying to get in the sports industry and then how can our listeners connect with you offline Yeah. So, you know, you talking about working in inside sales, you might disagree with me on this, but hear me out. So, um, you know, something I would tell my younger self is stop being so competitive against other people. Now, what I mean by that is just compete against yesterday's version of yourself. You have to make sure that you are setting yourself apart, right? So compete against yourself. Don't go into an interview thinking about, oh, I think the person before me is going to get the job because maybe they're more qualified, whatever. Or don't come in, you know, hot and heavy to an organization and compete against your colleagues for a promotion in a bad way. So I just think like you can be competitive. You can have that competitive edge to you. That's great. I certainly do. 
but I've just learned to kind of calm it down a little bit. And I wish I could tell my younger self that just compete against yesterday's version of yourself and just don't look at other people as your enemy. <laughs> I promise they're not. Um, as far as connecting with me offline, so I do have a LinkedIn. It's just the LinkedIn um, URL and then Kelly-Ross, um, R-O-S-S. And I'm always willing to take time out of my day to connect with others, help them, you know, figure out what it is that they want to do as far as their journey into sports and anything I'm willing to talk about and help. So you can always connect with me on LinkedIn. I agree with the, you know, being competitive with your coworkers. That tends to be really, I would say, more common in probably ticket sales and service because you're constantly trying to. Yes, as it should be. Trying but to push in a yourself. good way. Exactly, exactly. So I like that you talked about that as well as just, you know, everyone has a different journey of where they're going to go. No one's got the same pathway. So just follow, you know, what's, you know, if you want to be in the industry, follow what you can control. Um, and then go from there. So um, yeah. we'll also have uh, the clubhouse uh, on here as well. So people can reach out to you on there as well as empowered. Um, so we get that all taken care of. But with that, we are uh, done with our, our Women and Wednesdays uh, for today. And we appreciate all of our listeners listening. Awesome. Thanks, everybody.